Well, welcome everyone, and welcome everyone on Spotify, listening on Spotify, Apple, Google, uh, YouTube, all of that stuff, to the second rendition of Hot Takes Live. Um, for those of you who are in the live call, our videos are on, so you can see all of us, you know, looking around and, and checking everything out, which is super, super fun. For those of you on Spotify, you can't see us, but you can hear us, and we're really excited um, that you are listening now. How this is going to work for those of you who are in the chat is you have the opportunity to buzz in, speak about what you want to speak. And if you don't feel comfortable buzzing in, uh, feel free to talk in the chat or fill out that form. John is updating the form as we uh, get more responses. Just a reminder about how the hot, new hot takes lineup actually is going to work. On the second Thursday of every month, we're going to release a taped version. Uh, which we released earlier this month. And then on the last Thursday of every single month, we are going to have a live show, which, like I said, is already pre-recorded or is going to be recorded and released on the MIR97 podcast feed, just like the taped one. Um, so if you aren't able to make the live show, just know that it will be in the feed. You'll be able to hear all the chaos that went goes on in these calls. And if this call is anything like the last Hot Takes Live we did, um, you may have seen from the promo, there was a lot of chaos, a lot of hot takes, and also a lot of swearing and a lot of Joe getting very, very unhappy. So hopefully we see a little bit of that again, even though uh, we all love Joe and don't really want to see him unhappy. How this is going to work? If you have a take you want to share, I'm going to encourage you to message John. He's going to vet all of them, just to ensure you guys aren't horribly racist and fascist people uh, before you are cleared to come on and chat with all of us. Um, this is live. There's this going on Spotify, so don't say anything your grandma wouldn't want to hear, but you are welcome to feel your feelings. Uh, that's the best way I can describe um, what you're able to do. And we want to hear from as many people as possible. So if you are interested in speaking live, start messaging John. He's going to kind of set up a queue, and we have some takes to go over in the meantime while that is going on. Um, while you guys are messaging John and John's setting that all up, we have a little bit of a, a match breakdown we wanted to do real quick, talking about the two-two tie against Philly. Joe, real quick, what was your what was your biggest takeaway about the two-two tie against Philly? I still think so. It's obviously our back line is still going to be an issue, I think for sure. Um, and as long as Gutman comes back, I think we'll be in a better spot. But defensively. We need to do a lot better. That's we gave up way too many chances. Like you know, I mean, I, we we didn't get bailed out by VAR because offside is offside. And you know, thank you to VAR and the replacement scab refs for doing an amazing job. Um, but yeah, we need to do better on the defensive end. Yeah, I agree with you. I feel like it's always the common thing with these fire teams is leaking in those late goals, and we saw that again. Um, this game, unfortunately, but I, I see JT Gruber in the chat is saying chemistry issues. It'll come. It's true. You know, it's a new team. And at the end of the day, you, you got to give it a few, few days and a few games and a few months even to really flesh out those, those chemistry issues. But all in all, a two, two tie in Philly ultimately is a really good result. They're a quality team. We very well could have lost that game. We also very well could have won that game. Um, so I'll take a point as long as we get three points against once again, another very quality side in cincinnati joe you mentioned gutman i'm glad you mentioned gutman i i feel comfortable reporting here live that they're not expecting him to be out for more than a month uh so it's a lot better 
than everything we expected. Um, Goodman, for those of you who don't know, is my favorite player. I know he's one of, he's got a soft spot in Joe's heart too because he's got a jersey. Um, but only uh, expected to be out max five weeks, which is really great to hear, which is probably going to be around five matches. So having him back in the fold is going to be very, very huge uh, for this franchise and for this city. Very, very happy about that. Feel free to spread the word, spread the love, spread the joy. Goopin is coming back. Joe, who's your man of the match from the Philly game? Uh, Goody. Just because that goal... Had me. I was at a rise house, and I jumped out of the chair screaming, and I wanted to cry. That was sick. It was just dirty. Fabi's a close second. Um, mine Copton did an amazing job, but we got to give it to Goody for that banger, banger. Yeah, you know it's wait. Oh my God, Mauricio Pineda just accepted our follow request on Instagram. Sorry, you heard that live. Um. Yeah, it was interesting. I was at work during the game, and I was fine for the first, like, X amount of time. No one was bugging me. And as soon as Guti scores, uh, one of my coworkers comes in and, and gives me a task. So I didn't actually get to see the goal live, which is really, really uh, annoying. But that's totally okay. And I agree with you. Guti's definitely the man of the match. Joe, follow-up question. Who's the flop of the match? Who was the flop of the match? As much as it pains me, I'm going to go with... Rafa Shihos. It, it was really bad. The game and that whole back thing was really bad. But yeah, you know, I know people want to say about stuff about Kuipers, but th- that again, I think that's more of a thing where you know they got to give him the ball better. But sorry, Rafa, it was you. You were the problem right now. I know that was really tough for you to say, so I appreciate you saying it. I see a couple a couple in chat that I think are funny. One, Logan goes, feels unfair, but Gutman was objectively the flop of the night, LOL, which was going to be my initial answer because he literally got hurt, um, which sucks. Like, I never want to see someone get hurt ever, ever at all. But I got to go with Hugo Kuypers. I thought it was a very underwhelming debut, and that may in itself be a hot take compared to some other performances, but he looked like he didn't really know what he was doing, and I, and I get it, new league first game i get it i get it but still i had slightly higher expectations uh for what exactly we'd see from him this game and i was a little disappointed overall uh jiggly just called me bud so i'm about to start throwing hands already and we're not even 20 minutes in i mean i don't know how you can call him the the flap of the match when no one could get him the ball it's not his fault but he's screwed himself we're, we're screwed if we can't get him the ball and it, it'll come with time but I'm, I'm oh, saying oh, hold, I, on, yeah, hold on hold on hold on hold the phone hold the phone i have a flop of the match you know who it is who barlow and oh, that wow. terrible breakaway goal i just remembered about that uh yeah it's him he's awful awful no that's a w well done well said that everyone's like don't remind me please i don't want to hear about it had the chance for the game winner but on the flip I know Philly also hit the crossbar in like the 92nd minute too. So we very well still could have lost that game, even if Barlow made it, um, knowing the Chicago fire. But I agree with you. Barlow, flop of the match. Probably should have been Kutsia subbed in. But I think the mindset in Klopas's head was Barlow's going to be the guy who comes on in the 89th minute when you're up a goal to just run around and annoy the back line. He's going to be John um, yeah, and Kutsis is going to be the guy you bring in when you need a goal in the 89th minute to tie it up. 
but it was a gamble. We lost. Let's not make that mistake again in Cincinnati. Uh, Paul says, now you guys won't let me have Barlow as flap. Also, Paul is not in here for a reason. We love him. He's just dealing with some stuff at home, but he's in the chat and he's talking to us. Forgot to mention that about that. Sorry, Paul. Bro, boo, anti-Scottish racism again. You know I love the Scottish. Go Celtic. Go Glasgow. Um, no, not go Glasgow. Go Celtic. That's what I meant. Let me, Flop of the match, Tom. Go ahead, John. Sorry, yeah, Matt. Let me interject because, Joe, you pushed back on Matt. Matt was very nice to you. You picked Rafa. Does losing his left back literally two minutes into the game and being paired with a guy he had never played a real game with mean anything? And then a guy who's yeah, eat, right eat a joke. The last end. Like that, that can't be nothing, right? Uh, no, no, no. It, it, he was bad. And then, and then you know, to sit there and hand off the captain's armband to do whatever you did to just say, you know what? I don't want to be a leader anymore. You know who I'm going to make you the leader? Jernan Shakiri. I am not here for that. He has lost all respect. I am now anti Rafa Shihos. Um, I'm sure Jake on Twitter is going to be very upset with me, but I am now on the anti Rafa Shihos. I will burn all my jerseys immediately. Like this is so emotional. This is so emotional. We even wrote the question. That's. <laughs> well, I think Joe's just being a little emotional, but we've all been there. I, I get it. I was emotional when Goopman went down in the second minute. So listen, I, I get it, but. Hey, hold on to that belief, Joe. Rafa Shios is our unofficial captain, okay? Believe in him. And I'm not a Rafa believer, for the record. I'm not part of that cult. But you need to believe in him, okay? Joe shaking his head. No, he wants nothing to do with this conversation. I don't want anything to do with that. Um, and uh, Wallabury, I am going to dump and dunk on him, buddy. For those of you who don't know what is going on, Wallbury said Rafa won't be back next year, but you don't need to dump on him. And Joe is precisely dumping on him. And Wallbury said boo, which I agree. Boo you, Joe. Before we get into the community takes, one more question for you, Joe and John. Feel free to hop in and answer as well. With a young DP winger most likely coming in the summer and presumably some center mid and midfield reinforcements, could Chris Muller be expendable in the summer? Yes. But a lot of it's going to depend on when he actually does get some playing time to see how it goes. I was honestly kind of surprised he didn't get any playing time against Philly. Um, but, yeah, I definitely think he if he doesn't, especially when he does get his chance, if he doesn't do anything, he'll definitely be expendable. Because, I mean, we need to spread the money somewhere else, too. John, what do you think? Yeah, I think, A, I agree. But B, it's it's more about the fact that if you have to offload a contract, his is probably going to be the easiest to offload as opposed to somebody like Gaston because he could come in and have a good run of four or five games and still be the fourth best guy for the Wings. Yeah, I, I, tend, to, I tend to agree. I'm, I'm looking at his guaranteed compensation right now. He's sitting at 662000 and I feel like he's the odd man out. When you bring in a YDP winger, you're already running into the issue of senior roster spots, and that's only going to get worse. I know Gaston's probably going to leave, Suke's probably going to leave, but he is a guy who, like, is probably on the outs come this summer. Someone in the chat, who was it? Jao Alavezi said, Muller better than Marin Halasi. L. L, Major L, get out of here. You don't know what you're talking about. Hale Celesi is an amazing winger, and is 
a million times the winger that Mueller will ever be. He is from, you know, Sweden, where soccer is God, and freaking Mueller's from Naperville. Is that where he's from? No, Schaumburg, close enough, same thing. Don't diss on Naperville. Okay, great. No, they're all the same. They're all the same. Do you say Marin is from Sweden? Switzerland, whatever. He's from Ethiopia. Same thing. Like, what? Yeah, he's Ethiopian, and then he, I think, no. emigrated to Switzerland. Can we cancel Joe? Like, cancel Joe, please? Because you're kind of being really problematic so far, I'm going to be honest. Bro, I said he was Swedish. Or, well, actually, I said he was Swiss. Well, you said he was Swedish. They're all the same thing. Whatever, it's all the same thing. <laughs> so, okay, that's interesting. Uh, in chat, real quick, before we start getting to the community and hearing from all of y'all, who's better, Halasi or Chris Muller? Real quick, Joe says Marin Halasi. Joe, John, what do you what do you say? I'm Marin. Marin. Okay, I'm also Team Marin. I think Marin is miles better. We have Marin Halasi, Marin, Marin, Chris Muller. Okay, so Joe, sorry to say it, Chief. Although you did praise Naperville, it looks like you have a hot take. And same with Eat the Big One first. Uh, so that's interesting. The debate goes on. Who's better, Muller, Marin, Halasi? Maybe I'll tweet that out on Men in Red right now, and we'll actually see. Meanwhile, yeah, put another poll. Meanwhile, John, do we have anyone who wants to speak? We we actually do. A uh, friend of the show, Jiggly, immediately messaged me and was like, I want to get my take in. Um, so we can bring Jiggly in if we're ready to start bringing folks up. Yeah, absolutely. I'm just tweeting this out right now. All right, Jiggly, uh, and then if you're ready. Guys, there is also a um, request to speak function. If you do that, I'll be able to see it. I can then send you a message. And if you can't message me for whatever reason, that's going to be another way to do it. And uh, first off, Jiggly, cheers. Happy opening week. Yeah, Good to see happy you. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. We got a beer, so, bourbon. John, John's got his fruit drink, and I have my water. Jiggly, what's up, man? So I'm just going to come out, come in and say it. Uh, I think that Toby Selkfist is absolute garbage. And I think that... Mm. Uh, and I think that Klopas knows it. <laughs> Interesting. I, I think that Klopas knows it because I remember the town hall where when he's introducing all of the players and, you know, like all of the signings that they made this offseason. When he mentioned Toby, he stopped and then said, oh, yeah, you know, not all not all players are, you know, like, uh, you know, sometimes it takes a while for players to get up to the speed of the game uh, of, you know, MLS. He stopped there, and then also, you know, in the preseason, he did not look good. And then he doesn't even make the bench in a in a game where, it, who, who in a game where we don't have Tehran, he doesn't even make the bench as a center back. Like, who was our center back on the bench that game? Amsberg, I think. Probably. The sheriff. Okay, so it was Amsberg, which. Amsberg is obviously I love Wyatt. He's like the best, uh, you know, he's the best backup. He's the best backup MLS center back that you are going to have because he is perfectly a backup. He's not your starter, but he's a guy you can send in. And the thing is, is that Toby was signed to be something. <laughs> he was signed to be something. And he can't even make the bench ahead of Wyatt. He can't make the starting lineup ahead of uh, Pineda, who personally, I do say that Pineda is more of a center back than a holding midfielder. But you know, he doesn't get in ahead of uh, Pineda at uh, at center back, who you can say he's being played out of position. You can say he is being played in position. The whole point is that 
I think Toby is trash. <laughs> and we're all just kind of having to deal with it. And there was somebody who apparently, like, you know, Adnan brought this up on Sad Boys, but there was somebody who um, replied to the Men in Red account saying that Toby was a journeyman throughout Denmark and never really fit into a team. And now he's here and he's not going to play well here. <laughs> so uh, we might have a bit of an issue. Joe, you want to take it first? You need a minute to think. I don't need a minute to think, uh, but also, uh, Joe Avalesi, you are just racking up the L's in the chat. I, I hope, I hope you have the chance to come up and talk and not just chat. But also, um, I, well, I'm going to give him a chance. You know, I mean, it's only been one I'm game. I'm not saying right? not give him a chance. He's not Tom Barlow. Did he miss a wide open net? No. Okay, I, I know. I have. I have. No, 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 no. I didn't cut you off. You listen to me. All I want to know is, hey, 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 hey. So, is it that Toby's bad? I was supposed to have a call about Tom Barlow up today. <laughs> is it? Is it that he's bad, or is Philly just really good? Which is it? it bit we wouldn't know. We wouldn't know because he didn't play against Philly. And I think that might be the issue, is that we are not even seeing him going up. Going up. Joe, Is that I'll, good enough I'll, to be in the 18? I'll say, Joe, I have no clue what you just said or what metaphor you were trying to make there. But what no, I will no. say... Okay, go ahead, Joe. No, who am I getting him mixed up with? Uh, who, is, who came in for Gutman? That was Gasper. Gasper? Chase Gasper. Gasper. Yes, no, I think Gasper is garbage. Okay, interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I got know, them mixed up. We have later. I know. I, I can see that, but I got them mixed up, and I apologize. Um, they all look the same to me. No, totally fair. Jiggly, I'll go yeah, ahead. We and had take Tim. We had Tim it. out there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Tim, Tim, Alex, Campbell, all the guys together. I, I'm not ready to to call a guy trash when I haven't seen him on the field for more than 90 minutes. And uh, there could be. 10 million reasons why he didn't go to Philly. It could simply be that he's not ready to play in MLS, which is okay. You know, we you mentioned it, Jiggly, the acclimation into the league for some players is, is longer than others. Um, and we saw, like, Hugo Kuypers, who did start his first game, didn't look good. Uh, but that's your $12 million signing, so you have to start him. So it, it, it could simply just be a matter of... I mean, I disagree him... on the... Go ahead. I mean, I disagree on the idea that like Kuipers or uh, or uh, Barlow were bad because I think that Barlow, first of all, you don't expect him to do well. It's funny if he doesn't. <laughs> it's funny if he go if he does well. It's funny if he's on the pitch. <laughs> like you don't expect him to do well, and he's a guy that you just want him running around. And obviously, he failed absolutely on that breakaway. But I will also say, you guys mentioned the uh, they hit the crossbar. They hit the crossbar just before that breakaway. Like, that was the same exact play. It went back and forth. Obviously, he missed that. And, you know, we don't expect him to score even 10 goals. I don't think he's going to get to, like, even 7. But it's funny. That's what we're here for. Barlow is the new Collier. But with Kuipers, Kuipers was just a step behind. And Nikolic was also just a step behind when he had his first month here. And Kuipers is coming in even later than Nico did. So I'd just say, I don't think that's a flop. I think, honestly, like like Joe mentioned, the biggest flop was Gasper. And that's it. 
I and if Toby couldn't get past Gasper, if Toby couldn't get past, uh, couldn't couldn't uh, couldn't make the eighteen ahead of Wyatt, either he's injured, or based on what we're hearing from Klopas, he might not be that good. I mean, we're not really hearing anything from Klopas. You are assuming based on something that you believe Klopas implied, which I don't think is necessarily fair. But I hear what you're saying, though. I hear what you're saying. I, I get the concern. The concern's there. Anytime you sign a center back who's supposed to be a starter and he doesn't get into the game eight, game day 18 is cause for concern. I just want us to be a little bit more patient. And I know our fan base has no time for patience. I don't. I'm so impatient. Ain't got Joe no time. Clearly, yeah, yeah. Joe clearly does it either. And I know you don't, Jiggly, because you want to see this guy succeed right now. But if after, you know, if he doesn't make the game day 18 this home opener, and he doesn't make the game day 18 against Columbus away, then you start to panic a little bit. Joe Alavetsi, I apologize if I mispronounce that like Joe's doing. Uh, no patience with <laughs> Sorry, Joe, I didn't mean to throw straight at you right there. Um, Joe, Joe wants the wants the MLS Cup now, and I get that. And maybe Salquist needs a few more um, weeks before he can actually be a contributor to a MLS Cup winning side that will be the Chicago Fire in 2024. That's my take. Feel free to disagree. I mean, all I'm Ooh, saying yeah. is that I think that I I don't think that Toby is. If we're talking about who will be on here for an MLS winning team, I'm not sure if Toby is going to be a guy who'll still be on here. I think he's here for like two years. He might not even see out the rest of his contract. I mean, it could be. I'm not ready to agree with it's you possible. on that yet. Yeah, we saw him for. Well, I mean, it's a hot from... take. Come on, man. Yeah, true. <laughs> good point. Good point. That is the point of the show. Yeah, I mean. I'm going to pour water on this hot take personally because we saw him for 45 minutes in in preseason against what was it Minnesota or Portland? One of the no, we didn't see him in Portland. You couldn't watch that game, and he looked he looked pretty meh. Um, But I'll give him a couple weeks. I want to see him play against a good team, you know, up next to Rafa to actually see if he's going to be any good or if Jiggly's actually spot on and 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 Toby's you know a a sack of shit. Even though I'm sure he's a lovely guy, right? He's not. Your your team, Toby. Team Toby. Team Toby. Yeah, we're gonna lock it in. Yeah. Go ahead, John. No, we're gonna we're gonna move on. I do want to say, Jiggly, as you said that last time. Um, oh my gosh, sorry, my screen went weird. Um, as you said that, my mind immediately flashed to, oh my god, what if he's having shades of Arno Suke regret um, after bringing him in? So I think it I might be uh, he, he. It feels more like Christian Dean. If you remember that, it feels more like Christian Dean. Interesting. All right, we're gonna we're gonna. Well, thanks, Jiggly. Thank you, Jiggly. All righty. Uh, next, we're gonna go to uh, a question from the submission. We already kind of touched on this a few times, but uh, there was a lot of talk around Chase Gasper and his performance on Saturday. So this one was from Xander, and I like spit out my metaphorical coffee when I read it. Uh, But he said, Gasper was so refreshing as a competent second string fullback who can play with the ball as opposed to a Savis Burks or Espinoza in the past. Uh, And he thinks that the fire are going to win two, one on Saturday. Just wanted to tee you guys up for this one. Joe, you, you go. Well, first off, you, you're, you're banned, whoever you are from ever putting in another hot take again, because that's, I don't know what game you were watching. I mean, uh, I don't know what you were watching. I mean, the score probably correct, but it doesn't matter. You, that was the you were on the like Jow 
level terrible takes. And I don't know what game you're watching. And then I and, and I'm and this is coming from a guy who mixed up two people just a just a minute ago. You're wrong. You're wrong, and you're banned. Goodbye. All right, I'll provide a little bit more rational of a response, uh, Xander. I'm kind of good. I'm kind of going to agree with you. I don't think he was the greatest left back in the world that game, but I think anytime you have to sub in in the second minute into the home opener when you're just an average left back, um, you're going you're going to struggle. And Joe's shaking his head at me. He's not happy with me right now. But I remember watching Gasper play in preseason when he played against Minnesota, and he looked pretty good. He looked pretty good. We don't need him to be a start. We need him to be a filler piece for when Gutman's there. You know, you could still play Johnny Dean on the left, too. We have a lot of options. But I really enjoyed his uh, passing vision. His distribution was pretty good. Yes, he got beat a lot. But once again, this was a guy who probably wasn't expecting to see any minutes. Let's be real. Andrew was going to go 90 minutes. And yes, he's a professional soccer player. I, I I totally get that. But, you know, some dudes are fighting their demons. And I agree with Joe. He's not. He did not have the greatest performance ever. But I like to give people the benefit of the doubt. And maybe that's why I am really not good at giving these hot takes right now. It's just I want to make the Chicago Fire players feel really, really good. Um, but we're going to have to see. Okay. Yeah, I know. I'm not their dad. But I will say this. Gasper has the next four or five games to prove that he's a competent um, second-string fullback, and the performance has to be better than what he did against Philly. I mean, I wouldn't even be surprised to see Johnny Dean starting on left back. I have my whole opinion on Johnny Dean, but not to offend John, I am not going to get into that territory right now. I'm, I just, in defense of arguably our second-best fullback, uh, there's no reason he shouldn't start. Okay, just because he's the second best fullback doesn't mean he's a good fullback. He's be- okay, but look at that. Yeah, I'm not getting at you. Not- Dean and you don't see a replacement level fullback in MLS. I don't know what to tell you. He is okay. That that's- man played a whole season with a claw, man. He's amazing. They Listen. haven't even unleashed his offensive prowess yet. I'm sorry. I'm not good. <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, I think we can agree on the fact that Johnny Dean is definitely better than like an Aceves and Espinoza and, and a Kendall Burks on the wing. But uh, I, I think, you know, just because he's the second best fullback on our roster, which I don't even disagree, I don't even agree with in the first place. Suke is still better, and I'll fight anyone on that one personally. Uh, don't give me that look, John. Don't give me that look. I don't, I don't want to deal with that look. Uh, but yeah, I. He's average. He's average. He's just as good, if not worse, than Gasper. Sorry, I said it. I said it. Can we get a bunch of L's in the chat for Matt and Joao for saying those awful, awful things? All right. Um, continuing on with Gasper, though. Okay, please don't put up W's when I ask for L's. That's just rude. Um, continuing with Damn Gasper. Damn right, W. Um, so the, uh, this is another question from Andrew. He said the left side looked really bad after Gutman's departure. Um, obviously we know now Gubin's only out for the next three to five weeks. Do we feel like there is a need to fill a lot like backfill that fullback position a little bit? Um, that's what Andrew was kind of getting at when he thought, Hey, maybe we've got a little longer to go without Gubin. If we didn't have him for the rest of the season. Yes. I think we can get by, um, you know, I think if they, put, you know, I'm sure they're just playing conservatively with his, Injury, you know, it's early. The team still got a gel. So I don't think we really need to backfill. If he was out for the season, 100%. Mm-hmm. 
because we, we would need some better quality. But I think we got super lucky that it wasn't anything serious. Um, but yeah, it'll be okay. Oh, it's a rye. Of course, a rye's giving him giving Joe a call live on air right now. Classic. Tell him to come in the chat, Joe. Um, I mean, it, John, to answer this this take. I think it, you got really lucky that you didn't offload Suke all of a sudden because um, that opens up your ability to a lot of things. Uh, Johnny Dean can start on the left. Gasper could start on the left. And you still have a quality backup uh, for Aragoni and Suke until Gutman comes back. And then when Gutman comes back, you have five fullbacks on the roster where, you know, the combinations are endless and you can figure out which is the best combination um, for your team as long as Andrew Gutman starts because he is going to be the best fullback we have on our roster but i think in the meantime i mean i'm totally on board with that one joe i think that's the first time we've agreed today and i'm really happy you said that yeah raise your eyebrows at me young man that's what i'm talking about w's in the chat for joe um but in the meantime if you play a hybrid a a dean and and gasper on that left for the next month and you get two wins and a draw and a loss i'm happy gutman comes back he, you know, scores 10 goals and 10 assists as a left back and beats out Kai Wagner, the racist, for the all-star nod, and we're all happy. So at the end of the day, yeah, that's my take. Kai Wagner's a racist. True. 20 goal contributions True. from a fullback probably should have made the first show of the season. Um, cool. We're going to go back to the audience now. we got Gretzky, who's been waiting a sec to come and join us. So Gretzky going to send this invite. Hop on in. Uh, and we'll get his question here shortly. Hello, Gretzky. What's, What's up, up, Gretzky? How you doing, y'all? Doing Good. amazing. Good. Welcome on. to the show. Yeah, welcome. Thank in. you. All right. So, I don't know whether to consider this as a hot take, but um, so basically, as Cincinnati um, being one of the more stronger sides of the Eastern Conference, coming off the game yesterday against. Cavalier um, winning four nothing. Um, obviously, knowing that they're a w- weaker side, um, if you guys were in the position of Frank Klopas, um, what would you take initiative in, like more of an analytical sense, or just um, to be prepared for the game on Saturday against Cincinnati? That's you know um, going into the game with more motivation in their hands. A loaded question, Wayne Gretzky. Um, I'll go ahead and take a crack at it first. Well, I'll start off by saying that I remember looking at the starting 11 that Cincy had, and Santos, Acosta, Kubo, and uh, Miles Robinson, four of their main guys, were on the bench. Uh, I saw someone say it in chat um, that they they got that win with a lot of their like rotational pieces. So I think you're preparing for this game from an analytical standpoint, from a physical standpoint, the as if they are going to be full strength. Uh, the same preparations. How do you deal with Luciano Acosta? Uh, in, in, and since he's first week against Toronto, uh, Toronto's concept, defensive concept, was just to swarm Acosta and prevent him from uh, kind of moving the ball and facilitating the ball. Do we operate under that some same sort of you know plan where we just hound Acosta? One other thing they need to note about why they should prepare for a full strength Cincinnati is Bupenza, the Gabonian international, Gabonese, Gabonian, one of the two. I'm not 100 percent sure. Um, international is now healthy. He's back and he's most likely going to start. He came off the bench against Toronto 
and he's their best attacker, obviously, outside of Acosta. So he, he's going to be back in the fold. So if you're Frank Klobos, you're going into this. You're not expecting any sort of squad rotation. You're not really expecting any sort of fatigue. It's early in the year. These guys are healthy. Uh, they're going to come at you firing on all cylinders. And I will be in the first row of the supporter section, uh, hounding and talking shit to my really, really good friend, Roman Celentano, Naperville native. Um, so I, I'm looking forward to the game in general. I think it's going to be a battle. You know, the last time since he came to Soldier Field, I believe it was a 3-3 tie. So it was a really crazy game overall. And I, I think you have to prepare for another crazy game. Yeah, I think, one, you just prepare for the best squad anyway. And you also prepare to go in. This is return to red. You go in, you just want to smash, smash them if, if you can. We, we throw everything at them. We throw everything at them, you know. Uh, that's all I'm saying. I don't think I don't think there's any analytical way to say we need to fuck up Cincinnati. I just that's all I can say. I just want to win so bad. I think winning in red, winning with the stadium and the energy coming in, that's all you got to do. But yeah, they're gonna be they're gonna be full strength. They're gonna want to you know come in, stomp on our party, and we are going to stomp them. Five one fire. Uh, okay, kind of piggybacking off what Gretzky asked, guys, coming into that game last week against Philly, it felt like everything was a little more geared offensively, right? You saw Fabi and Gaston. Do you think when Frank puts the lineup together going into this week, do you think he sticks with that of like, we're going to fire on all cylinders, we're going to get as much offense as we can, or is it going to be a little more Fede and Kellen, kind of keep things back, we want to play... Uh, play keep away a little bit, like play more defensively as opposed to trying to smash them in the mouth early, right? Oh, I think we smash them oh, in the mouth. Yeah, I agree. I think Klopas knows this club. He knows how much this game means to fans. 25,000 plus at Soldier Field, like Joe said, the return to red, where like the expectation should not be to sit back and let Cincy attack you because that's how we lose games. You know, that's how we've been losing games for the past 12 years. The expectation should be, and I know Klopas knows this because he loves the club. He knows the mentality. He knows how shit we've been the last X amount of years, like, is to fire on all cylinders. We need to make a statement. Since he's the reigning supporter shield champions, they're going to be one of the better teams in the league. You need to shove it down their throat. That's what she said. But, like, you seriously need to shove that shit down their throat. Make them work for the win. Joe, thanks for the little smile there. Um... And, and go at them with everything you got. Get Hugo his debut goal. Get Brian, you know, another Aguti, another assist, and and then hold the line, see it through, and go into Columbus uh, with three points because Columbus is going to be a much tougher match. Columbus away is going to be a lot tougher of a match than uh, this home game is going to be. Wallaberry, Matt, you sound like my father. Don't know if that's a good thing. Please clarify. Um. 24 i'm not ready to be a father quite yet uh but thanks wallaberry appreciate that and wallaberry also saw 30k plus saturday which would be inc incredible um i'm also not wallaberry's father can confirm thank you dean thank you dean gretzky great question though great thoughts all right once again thanks for be, having what, me on here of tonight. course are you, are you gonna be at the game are you gonna be at the game yes i will yes i will oh, stop by the supporters tailgates come say hi you now know what three people look like um, come grab a beer, come hang out. We'd love to meet you. All right, sweet. Have a great night, guys. Yeah, you too, man. Thanks for hopping on. I do want to say, anybody who's at the game, come by. Smell the Kellen Acosta candle. It's actually pretty good, not going to lie. Uh, 
Cool. Uh, so a few more questions from the live audience. Uh, this is from Eat the Big One first. He threw it up into the uh, into into the submission a few minutes ago. This is actually from his wife, ironically enough. Good for you, man. Um, she knows ball. She says that Johnny Dean will start more matches at right back than Alan Aragoni this season. Yo, go ahead. See, I want to say yes. Like, I want to say yes. But I think Aragon is going to be really good. I just think he's going to be really good. I think he's going to be someone the fire is going to hang up for a long time. And I want, like I, I, like, I will not be upset if I'm wrong. But I think that that's, I, I just don't see that happening. But I want to be wrong. It's interesting. I feel like a lot of this stems from last season where Dean overtook Suke as the starting right back eventually. Um, but I don't think it's good. It's because he's French. Yeah, it could be because he's French. Very, very true. Um, I don't know if you have something against the French people, but um, I don't personally. Uh, I love Suke, but I don't think we're going to have a repeat of that. I think Aragoni, you know, he did an article. I can't remember for who it was. I think it was Joe Chats at Untap Sportsnet, uh, One Tap Sportsnet, um, or whatever the website's called. I'm sorry, Joe. Still love me. Um, that Aragoni's physical play is really catered to a league like this. And we saw his power and we saw his speed uh, in preseason and in the home opener. And I think, you know, once again, he might need a little time to adjust, but I'm very hopeful that we're going to have another diamond in the rough um, like we did with Marin. So we're going to go two for two on Lugano signings. So I, at least that's what I feel initially. Johnny Dean, we know what we're going to get with him. His ceiling has kind of already been reached, but I feel like Aragoni, we don't know what his ceiling is. I mean, Similarly to what we did with Suke, we have to kind of see that through. And um, I think with Aragoni, it's going to be a smash hit. Aragoni Gutman, top five combo, fullback combo in the league. That's all I'm saying. John, I mean, you're probably going to agree with this. I don't even know if you need to say anything. I'm going to be honest. Or yeah. disagree with it, I should say. No, agree I, with it. You guys know I love Johnny Dean. I think this is probably false. Uh, I think I also, I, I loved watching Aragoni. I thought he was awesome against Philly, uh, especially first game in the league. Um, I think they have a similar number of appearances, though. I think in a game where Gutman is healthy, he plays a full 90, and I think Dean comes on late uh, defensively if we're up. Um, just because he can just literally sit back, doesn't have to go forward attacking. He's he, he's just better in that sense. Um, so I wouldn't be shocked if he played a lot, but he won't play full 90s. He won't start. Alan in the chat goes, when you watch the game, you don't see Johnny Dean. When you watch Johnny Dean, you see the game. That's like some Chuck Norris level quotes right there. Um, so very interesting. One to ponder about as we start getting into these next questions. But Colin, you got some you got some people you got some people thinking over here, that's for sure. It's a good question though. Absolutely. Um, we got another one that was submitted to the forum from a live audience member uh, from Togapi. Said letting Brant Brana go. Letting Brant Bronico go was a crucial mistake for our midfield. He played every game, and that durability and physicality is something that we really needed last year. He's a top defensive mid in this league. Uh, go ahead, Joe. Oh, I'll go ahead. No, no, my, my take's coming downstairs. Got it. Okay. Oh, interesting. Okay. I'll, I'll say this. This is going to be an interesting comparison, and I'm really interested to see how this the the people in the chat react. Brant Bronico is the Johnny Dean of CDMs. His ceiling has been hit. He's a bulldog. 
He just runs around and tackles people and does what he needs to do. And they're great to have on the roster. They're really, really great to have on the roster. Um, but ultimately, he is not one of the best sixes in the league. I think that's kind of a little bit of a wacky thing um, to think about. He's great to have. He's a great piece to have in that rotation. But one, we didn't also let him go. He he wanted to go home to Charlotte to play for Charlotte FC's expansion team. He, you know, didn't see the fit for him in the city, and that's okay. We all loved him. He was a fan favorite, kind of like Johnny Johnny Dean is now. Joe says Bronico just ran around like a headless chicken, and I kind of agree with that. I mean, honestly, let's be real. Sorry, John. I feel like that's kind of what Johnny Dean does. They just, they're sprinters. They run around. They go, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, John, do you agree with it? No? Yeah, no, no. I love Johnny Dean because he's oh, a okay, great. Guy. Like, that's his whole Got it, deal. okay. Like, those karate kick blocks, that's sick. Yeah, I, and I, I feel like Brad Bronico kind of has the same style of play. Um, DJ agrees. Bronico loved him, but he was not a top D-mid. Dude was a backup. Great backup, but he's not a starting D-mid. Great. Yeah, and of course, yes, he was part of the young American money crew that included Drew Connor, Joey Calistri, Christian Dean... Uh, who else was in that Yam group back? Oh, it was no Collier. Was it Collier? No, it wasn't Collier. Daniel Johnson. That's yeah. right. The Birmingham Louisville Cardinal. Yeah, and Birmingham Legion. Hey, Alyssa, how are you? Welcome in. Welcome into the call. Hi. Do you have um, thoughts on uh, on uh, Brant Bronico? Yeah, I mean, I think he benefited from being surrounded by Basti and Dax in the midfield, and it kind of heightened how his performance was. Do you think we're missing something that we should have we should have kept him? I mean, he was a really nice guy. I liked him, but I get too emotionally attached to players. Uh, so. <laughs> he's a he's a nice guy, but that's how that's how you probably rejected many many men before you found perfection. Um, sure. <laughs> Real quick, in the chat, Jao Alabesi goes. This one confuses me. So, John, we're gonna need a minute to decipher this. Hot take, Matthew DeLue was our best DM in the last five years. Who's Matthew? Michael DeLue. Okay, we got a correction, Michael DeLue, but there's still one correction that needs to be made. Uh, John, I've been saying his name wrong the whole night, so you, you can do you, you, It's okay. We have a signed uh, Michael DeLue poster. Well, that's right, we do. How about that? Sweet. Although he wasn't a defensive mid, he was, in fact, a striker attacking mid, but you know, a goaded player. Um, one of the best and underrated players since I've been a Chicago Fire fan. But all in all, Brent Bronico, I think we collectively agree. He's a, he was a great role piece. He was great for the club. His ceiling is kind of limited, but ultimately, you know, he chose to go back to Charlotte and we respected that. And glad he's succeeding there. Glad he's getting starts there still, uh, which is really huge for him, even though Charlotte's really not that good of a club, so it doesn't really say much in the first place. John, pass it back to you. Yeah, uh, unless you guys have any more really strong feelings about Brant Bronico, Arai has been waiting for a minute, so I'm going to add him in. Blood He's also the worst number 10, I think, in fire history. But go ahead. All right, let's, let's hear from Arai. Bronico's, or Herbers is better than Bronico. I'm just saying. W. That. W. Yeah, right. I'm interested in this Arai one, though, John. He'll be joining. I do also want to say it looks like Joe is married to Kellen Acosta because her face is so blurry. <laughs> Damn, I thought I, I, I expected like a, a roast right there or something like that. My goodness. Uh, this Arai take is getting me hype. Yeah, I can't wait for this Arai take. I, I need him to be in this call right now. He's going to come up with some fiery 
he's been invited to speak. He he just isn't accepting it for some reason. Oh my goodness. Oh, I work in IT. I can't work a computer. <laughs> oh, it ain't letting me. WTF. All right. Let's keep trying. Uh John, maybe we go on to another Yeah, we've got uh we've got more more questions. This is this is from Logan's uh from Logan. Uh and I actually I kinda like this, but he said, Fine, you want my take. The left side looked bad because Guti never tracked back at all. Whoever was at left back was always going to get cooked once the center of the midfield lost energy to track out and cover back. Uh L yep. because it's Logan and L because it's anti Guti. But W because he's probably right. I mean, I personally really like Logan, so that's a W because it's Logan and a W or an L because it is Goody and you're not supposed to trash, uh, you know, our prince. But W because the takes is right. I remember, you know, on the goals, Goody did not do a good. Uh, oh, here's a rye. Hang on, a rye. Hold up, hold up. Let me cook. Let me cook. Um, Goody did not do a good job of tracking back. He did not do a good job of looking over his shoulder and seeing the overlapping run and that could led to one of the goals, uh, which is never, never fun to see. And that's why I always believe that he's better in the center of the pitch and not out on the width, um, especially with Gasper, a left back who is not our starting left back um, and not the first choice to be lined up with Guti on the left side. So... Uh, I agree with the take. You know, Guti struggled in that position. He needs to get better, and it's what we've talked about with his development is he needs to show those signs of improving uh, defensively and, you know, some of those attacking aspects as well. But ultimately, started off really great, so I know everyone's really, really excited um, to see him this season. And Joe's just brought on his dog, so I don't know what I'm more excited to hear from Joe's dog or a rise, what is bound to be an incredibly, incredibly... Uh, disgustingly hot take because I know a rise. So we'll pass it over to him. All right. So I would like the record to show that I was taking a fat nap and then Joe called me and told me that Matt said that Suke is better than Johnny Dean. And I, I cannot be more disgusted with that comment. Um, Mr. Suke here. I think he's one of the worst fullbacks that we've had in years this this guy is he he's he's not it. Let's just say that. I'm glad he got his that's, green card. That means he can horrible, go ruin some other MLS team. club. Horrible. No, I disagree. Name name a worse fullback. Nicholas Del Greco, Alonzo Aceves, John Espinoza, like Jorge Corrales. Espinoza is tearing it up in the Swiss league. I don't know what Suke can do. Okay. That is a treat. You you are letting your emotions get to your brain again, okay, Arai? Listen, don't make me tell the crowd what happened when we were at the hotel, okay? I'll talk about the whole, you know, comms director. What are you talking about? Oh, you know, you know exactly what, what I'm talking about. Eats. We need the deets. Okay. Give us the tea. I can't give too much tea, actually. I'm realizing that now. But basically, someone called Arai out for his negativity and emotions on Twitter. Oh, uh, that is kind of true. That is kind of true. Yeah, however, yeah. however, look, 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 look. I feel like the negativity in me really came out just as long as Suke has been a part of this team. That's how passionate I am about how terrible of a player he is. And frankly, I am scared of having him back on the team. I, I think that he's a liability. He cost us so many points last year. He makes stupid decisions. Matt, unmute yourself. I want to hear you. I'm, I am unmuted. I, I I do think you're trying to gaslight me right now. And for the sake of content and for the sake of entertainment, I'm going to let it work. You're stupid. 
This is fucking whoa, 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 whoa. That is a terrible Yes. Suke is not worth his price tag. Do you not remember that Wednesday night in Bridgeview last year where Suke like single-handedly gave away a PK and got like a red card or some crap? It it happens. It it happens. He's not the greatest right back in the world. His ceiling is higher than Johnny Dean. He has a higher level of play. He's just But Johnny Dean's a dog. I'm not saying Johnny Dean isn't a dog. I'm not saying Johnny Dean isn't a dog. And I know go ahead, John. Go ahead, John. This this show that's supposed to be about the hot takes. Like, here's the like Suke absolutely has a higher ceiling. He has a significantly lower floor. I I think that's in my opinion, based off what I've seen on on the field. But part of this is also Frank played him as a right center back for like two months last season, and that's where I feel like a lot of these awful Suke memories come from. But I don't think he's that bad. I don't think he should start over Jonathan Dean though. Well, neither of them are going to start, so we won't really have that problem to run into in the first place, which is actually great for my relationship with Arai. Um, so thank you, Aragoni, for saving the my relationship. Only, let, let me say, the only saving grace Suke has is towards the end of the season last year, he started picking picking out other MLS players and like learning the shithousery that CONCACAF is. And I, I like that out of him, okay? I'm going to give him... Towards the end of the season last year, he was like... Kind of didn't wasn't there a game where he like I, I don't know he was just talking talking crap talking smack with uh good. with some other good. MLS players so that was good I like that but if he's I think doing Johnny that then I, then I think you're wrong and I take back everything I said about Suke. <laughs> we just and the French for that matter and the French for that matter if what he's saying if Suke is a troll and he is a CF ninety seven troll. Then I'm here for him, man. Then everything I take back, everything, and then Arai, he should just go back to bed because you're wrong. <laughs> All right. Well, so let I mean, look, look, this Suke guy, right? Like, just look at my tweets, right? I think he is the fire player I've had the most negative things to say about. And honestly, it's probably the reason that I'm on some blacklist at Fire Social Media. I'd be like mute or when Arai says anything that's about Suke because I don't know. He's just, uh, I, I don't see the dog in him. I think he's soft. I think he's weak. He gave away more than one PK last year and just, he's lazy. Just like when someone beats him, they, you know, he, he, if people beat him, he gets cooked. If you remember our on, if you get, if you remember our, um, open cup game, you can see how passionate I was then insert grab here, Austin, um, where i literally said he got cooked he just got cooked like and he just you know dude please is hold, crazy please hold colin and this is colin's the mvp when it comes to hot take live in the chat um just brought oh, up was sarcasm Ryan 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 you. on 8 4 23 suke will save the day hashtag cf97 you are a fraud John, get him out of here. Whoa, whoa, go back to that game. Oh Pick my him. god. Colin, right. Colin, I'm coming, I'm coming right. for you. Would you like any last words before you're kicked? For your I do. I do. Because if you Too look bad. Okay. <laughs> um, John, real quick, just to let everyone know, I did uh quote tweet that link that Colin sent, um, just with thoughts question mark. 
um, so people can share their thoughts on what they think about a rise. Um, Suke tweets from 8 for 2023. Um, it is now all caps in the chat and is angry, angry. Logan's like, America, love this. Back to you. Oh my God, he's back. How is he back? back. I felt, I felt okay, crazy. he's back. It's not he's like back. when I kick Joe out. It's, it's... Am, I, am I allowed to swear on here? Because I'm going to swear on you, even, yeah, <laughs> even though... Uh... All right, Matt, you or Colin and Matt and whoever else you motherfuckers. I <laughs> let me tell you, let wow. me tell you this tweet. Okay. Don't gaslight everybody. This tweet was sarcasm. Look at the time. It was 843. That's like the end of a game. Who do we play that day? I just want to go back to August 4th and remember what happened that day. Insert sound yes. effect here. Yeah, sorry you have to be held accountable for your actions, buddy. Yeah, uh, I I like the alternate history. Thank you, Arai. We oh, they played Club America. Oh yeah, yeah, we were playing. Club. I was not at this game, hence why I was live tweeting because I had work that day, but and I lived like two hours away. Um, but yeah, that game, Suke came on, and you know they just oh yeah, he came on the seventy fourth minute, and then he got immediately got a yellow card. It looks like so. Let me just, I mean, look, I I appreciate a player who gets a yellow card. But Suke's just not it, bro. He's not, he's, he, he can't, he doesn't produce. Like, he's just there. He's just there. Everyone sounds please. Like someone, sounds like someone who agreed that Brian Gutierrez deserved a red card against Orlando. So, all right, it's been great talking he's to you. Thank you for joining the people that want to talk to the kid. club. Thank you for your right. question. Oh. Yeah, thanks, yeah, buddy. We love you, bro. I, I do want to. Suke was on a hole 13 minutes before he got his yellow card. Sucks to be you or I. Look who has the microphone now. Let's go on to the next hot take. Yeah. Moving on. Um, cool, cool. So uh, we haven't really broached this except for maybe briefly, I think, for a second there, but did want to get uh, a little more flushed out thoughts on this one. So obviously it was announced. Jordan Shakiri will be the permanent captain for Chicago Fire in 2024. When he came off last Saturday, Fabian Herbers took the armband from him, meaning Rafa Shihos is neither captain nor vice captain. Matt, Joe, this feels like a major red flag. Where are you guys at? Well, we're wearing red, so anything that happens with the, with like the armband like probably the will be a red flag. The bad kind of red flag. I think... I think I think Shakiri should be the leader in the locker room. You know, is, is he making the most? I don't know. Second second most behind Messi. Yeah, so I mean he should be the leader and I hope my whole hope with this offseason is that this would give him more motivation kind of like when when the uh the Greek Pegasus uh Kutsias came in last year gave him some motivation to play better and I I, I just kind of hope that this is what it is. You know, if if you know, I, I have a feeling she hosted did something in the locker room, or has just become a lazy old man. Um, I really don't care any about him anymore. I don't think about him. Uh, so I am all for that. Fabi's been Fabi's been here the longest. You know, I'm I'm here for that. Listen, Klopas in their press or in his press conference, excuse me, said. Um, and I quote, Rafa Chihos is part of the decision, meaning that Rafa gave up the armband. And for me, that's enough to disqualify it as a red flag. Now, if Klopas is like, 
forcefully taking the armband away from him without his say and giving it to Shakiri. You know, then you, you think about the locker room a little bit. Is it fractured? What's going on there? But because Rafa was part of the decision, I feel more comfortable with it. And I agree with Joe uh, when he said that Shakiri should be the leader of the team. Dude's making, what, $12 million a year. That's the expectation. Whether or not he's going to do that, you know, we know he's a little bit of a crybaby on the pitch. But we need him to be a $12 million player um, and, a, and a captain on the team. And as for giving, you know, the, the vice captain when, when Shakiri left the pitch to Fabi, Fabi is the longest tenured player on our roster right now. You know, this is a guy who stayed committed in a league where and in a team where it's pre- pretty difficult to stay committed. He's seen three logos. He's seen three different head coaches, maybe even four. He's probably seen four now. Klopas, Ezra, Wiki, and Pano. Correct me if I'm wrong in the chat. Um, and he stayed loyal the whole time. And I think at the end of the day, that sort of loyalty is deserving of a vice captaincy. Um, and he's a guy that still puts the ball in the back of the net at the end of the day, too. So I'm okay with it. You know, I've never been as big of a Rafa fan in, in, in his leadership style and in his game as other people. I think he's still quality and he's going to lead our back line really well. Um, but I don't think it's that big of a red flag. I think it's it's okay to move on. Um, and try something new and and hopefully this you know we're all we're all doing new things to get this club back to where it is or where it should be and this is one of those things so we'll see if it works it might not but i definitely don't think it's a red flag great question though yeah that's a good one uh we did have a request from cinderace of the south uh i'll send them a request to see if they want to hop in here uh, I think, Matt, you may have touched on what they were going to say, but still may want to add it in. Hello and welcome. DJ, what's up, man? Hey, Matt. Actually, you kind of covered it about Fabi, why he's second choice. But on uh, Shaq, this is his last year. He knows he has to do something. That's why I think him being the captain makes sense. He knows this is the this will now be the second team in a row that he ain't done Jack for. So... On his plate, plate, it's like you either lead the team and get something or you don't lead the team and you walk away and go to Switzerland with nothing in your backpack. Yeah, it's so I think a with him being here. captain. Yeah. yeah Which it I, is for Fabi too, and that makes sense for Fabi, but who knows what Fabi's going to be doing. Well, I'll say resigning Fabi really is like a no-brainer to me. He's a guy that's been committed to the club, you know, and if he accepts the same amount of money – you lock him back in. He's a great piece. He could play basically everywhere in the midfield and attack whenever you need him to. He's not a star, but he's a great piece to have. And Shakiri knows it's a contract year. Dude's making twelve million. He's not gonna make twelve million at Lugano. He knows that. Like he's this is America, man. He's getting paid more than he should. And if he's gonna do anything to warrant that type of cash for another contract, whether that be with the fire or another you know, team that will pay him that money, he's got to show something. And maybe the, the captaincy will give him that jolt that he needs uh, to really be the star that we we all thought he would be. And he honestly probably could be if he puts in the effort to do it. Um, but yeah, we'll see. Contract years always bring out the best in players um, because money talks at the end of the day. And, you know, he's a guy that very clearly cares about money because he's getting paid $12 million. I would care about money if I got paid $12 million a year. Like, I want that to continue. So we'll we'll see what happens, Joe. What do you think? I already went, but uh, I'm here. For, I'm here for Shaq. Uh, I think you know this is going to be a big year for him again. Contract year, like everybody else said, and there there's fire there. Pardon, pardon the pun. 
Like he, there's fire there, and I and I'm sure it'll be a good year. DJ, great question though. Yeah. Cheers, man. Also, one other thing I just thought of: Klopas does this. He did this before too. I just realized with Logan Paws and Jeff Lorenowicz. He it's took good. the captain's yeah. band from Lorenowicz to Lorenowicz, but it worked out in the end. Big Red, baby. I I love Big Red. What a legend of the legend of the club. Good point, DJ. DJ always spin that history. If if you don't know, DJ is one of our hosts on the Bonfire Podcast. Um, so we're grateful you're here, and we're grateful you're one of the hosts over here. So thanks for hopping on and sharing your thoughts. And he's also our uh, resident history guy and Jiggly too. Um, so we love you, DJ. Yeah. Thank you. DJ. Excellent. Also, goddamn it, Arai. W. W's in the chat. W's in the chat. W. Um, all right, guys. That leads us into uh, what might be our last from the submission form. Uh, but it kind of segues perfectly. Paul from Waukegan, uh, he says that Shaq and Gaston are going to end up having monster years, and they're both going to make it very difficult not to re-sign them in the offseason. Um, so, A, thoughts, but B, for Shakiri specifically, what would it take from him for either of you to re-sign him uh, moving into 24 or 25? Ooh. It's a great question. Well, I'll share that I don't think Gaston will be starting in a month um, because he's going to be on the outs come summer. Um, but in that month, if he wants to pop off and go crazy, I'm definitely not going to say no. But I think with Acosta coming in and Federico, you know, still in the mix and Fabian Herbers, who's still in form, uh, you're not going to see him get that much game time. I know he's technically a DP by the rules, but if, if you haven't read the articles as to why he's a DP, I recommend reading those because it, it makes sense at the end of the day. Uh, as for Shakiri, I think his contributions need to be around 25 goals and assists combined for me to consider it. I don't really want to re-sign him back because that's a lot of money for a player who hasn't produced that much. But if there's any thought about it, you know, he's just getting older at the end of the day too. Um, 25 contributions, we'll say 15 assists and 10 goals. Is something that I'd have to be comfortable with um, to even to even give it a conversation. Get thought starter in my head. That's what I'm trying to say. Joe. Yeah, I don't think there's any goal contribution things that would make sense for us keeping him for another year. To be completely honest, like Matt said, I think the cap space is a big hit, and we can really bring in a lot more depth and quality talent that could really help this team move to the next level. Um. And that's what I think. And then, you know, like I said, Gaston's on the way out. And Gaston will go and we'll, that'll be some more money that we'll be able to move around. So, yeah, I, I even if they, like I said, Shakiri could score, thir- you know, be at 30 goal contributions or whatever. And I still would say, you know what, let's just move on. It was a good run. You know, have fun in Logano. Yeah. I could see him going back to Basil or something, not even Lugano necessarily. I think he was a Basil youth player. Rafa Wiki's home. Uh, no, but no, that's young boys. Whoops, that's young boys now. But um, yeah, we'll see what happens. It's, it's going to take a lot, like Joe and I both said. It's going to take quite a, quite a lot. No doubt. No doubt. All right, uh, guys, before we kind of wrap up and get going, I want to real quick from, from Matt and from Joe, score prediction and goal scorers for Saturday. Where do you see that game ending up? Joe, kick us off. What do you think? I think I'm going to say 3-1 to 
The Fire score two goals in the first half and then one more late. And I think I think we're going to get a Acosta goal. I think we'll get a Shaq goal. And Johnny Dean is going to score a hat trick. Isn't that five? I don't know. I don't know how to. I, I'd failed college algebra, and <laughs> uh, and it's you know I, I like you said I don't know who's going to score because if anything from that first game taught us, it's just going to get the ball in the box and whoever can kick it in the goal is going to kick it in the goal. That's really what I think is going to happen. But I think we're going mean, to. The good thing is we can create chances. I don't know who's going to score, but like I said, I think three to one, two goals in the first, one in the second, late. Right after a late um, Cincinnati goal. It's interesting, Joe said that because I agree with the scoreline. I think it's going to be three-one fire, and I think it is going to be a statement win, which pains me to say it because Roman Celentano is a good friend of mine, and I never want to wish him ill. Um, outside of Saturday, in those two hours, um, I kind of kind of wish him ill, just a little bit in regards to the game, not anything else. Um, I'm going to go with Hugo Kuipers. Gets his first goal as a member of the Chicago Fire. I'm also going to go with Marin Haley Selassie on the score sheet. And then Rafa Shihos is going to get a header off a corner or off a free kick or something like that. Uh, but I think it's very important that we get those attackers going outside of Guti as well. In terms of what it's going to look like throughout the game, I think uh, the Fire are going to go up 2-0 at halftime. I think they're going to concede a goal in the 63rd minute. Whether that be a PK or whatever it is, and we're all going to start the panic, um, thinking that we've lost the game because I know that's exactly what we'd be thinking if we concede, and then we're going to put it away. Uh, Marin will put it away in the you know eighty second, eighty third minute, something like that. Um, but Joe and I agree on the timeline, just obviously different ways of getting there. John, what do you think? Uh, yeah, I've got two nil fire. Hugo and Marin score early and then just kind of hold it down for like 60 minutes. Holding it down for 60 minutes. That's going to be a stressful game to watch. Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, hopefully, hopefully we can pull out a W real quick in the chat. If you're hearing this on Spotify, Apple, whatever you're hearing it on, comment what you think the scoreline is going to be. If you're listening to this after the game, which is probably a lot, probably most of you, Honestly, uh, let us know in the comments of whatever podcast app you're looking, what you think um, about the game, what you thought about the game. And I'm sure we'll recap it over on the Bonfire Filmed next week. Uh, as we wrap up here, I just wanted to remind you guys very quickly of the Bonfire schedule. The second Thursday of every month, we'll be releasing a taped one. Myself, Joe, Paul, and of course, John uh, will be doing that. What's that, Joe? Oh, uh, you said bonfire. This is hot takes. I know you're a big, you know, podcast aficionado, and you forget where you are. But it's hot takes, buddy. Yeah, true. This is hot takes. But the bonfire will also be filmed next week. So I technically wasn't wrong, Joe, buddy. Uh, but seriously, go follow Mir ninety seven pods on Spotify, Apple, Google, YouTube. You can find both the bonfire and hot takes on there subscribe give us five stars unless you don't think we're worth five stars then don't because we want honest feedback um joe john where can we find you on social media i'm at joe titman on twitter um i don't do anything else yeah i'm uh, at west 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 on twitter but the e's are threes yeah i can never find john on twitter because it's a complicated name but you can go ahead and find me go ahead john 
No, I'll change it before the next episode. No, no, you're good, man. Just we'll just put it in the description or something like that. Uh, you can find me at M Shapes, M S H A B E S, on Twitter and Instagram, and of course, please go give Men in Red ninety seven a follow on YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, and follow M I R ninety seven Pods on Twitter. That's kind of the home for all the commentary that goes on in both the bonfire and hot takes. I see Joe was already tweeting about something during the show, so be sure to follow it about to hear from all our podcast hosts and get in about all the bits and funny things that go on in these episodes. Um, other than that, really, really excited for Saturday, home opener, 25 to 30K expected. If you're listening to this somehow before the game, because who knows when we'll get it out, but if you're in the chat, stop by the tailgates, come say hi, have a beer. We'd love to meet you um, and say hi. That being said, thank you all so much for being here. Shout out the uh, host, the live chat, Joe, John. Appreciate everything you do. Go fire. Por siempre rojo. Come on, you men in red. Go fire. Fuck Ohio. Valid, 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 valid.